Hi, folks. Steve Urban here. Today's episode of the Rutterflex podcast is sponsored by Marketing 360. My good friend J.B. Kellogg and his team do such a fantastic job for us and so many other companies. Marketing 360 is the number one platform for small business, and it's everything you need to grow your business. If you need marketing support, I really encourage you to contact them at marketing360.com slash writerflex, and we'll add that link to the description of this episode for easy reference. On today's episode of the Writerflex podcast, we have guest Shay Gerhardt. She's the founder and CEO of Butterflies. By the way, that's B-U-D-E-R-F-L-Y-S.com, butterflies.com. They are the makers of the Curiosity Wireless Earbud. It flexes and conforms to the natural movement of your ears every time it is worn, all day and all night. Shay Gerhardt on the Rider Flex podcast. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks so much for being on the Rider Flex show. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. I like your premise. It's very important. You know, I, I'm a big earbud guy, right? So when Scott got this set up, my partner, Scott, um, I think is who you connected with first. Mm -hmm. I, I went to the website, I started studying you and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, first of all, music industry experience, by the way, I was a long-term music retail guy. So we have that. Oh, you were where? So I worked for Camelot Music and then Transworld Entertainment, which was FYE and all that stuff. Okay. For a, long, for a long time. But, you yeah. know, back when you had to, like, go to a location and buy music. Buy a CD. <laughs> I, st I have a car that still has a tape deck. Are you serious? Yeah, I went to a garage sale the other day, and I bought a bunch of tapes. And they're like, we did not think these were sell. I'm like, great, can I get them for a penny then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always tell people, like, hey, listen, here's the deal. Because I was in music retail for, like, 13 years. If downloading if downloading hadn't started like if that never had happened i would still be in that business i'd still be there because I, I loved it i mean what what if you were going to be in sales and retail and management what better industry than music to do that in right it's the best i mean you after you're in it for a while and we were on the label we worked with all the labels it's a, I mean, you start to feel like, okay, are we ever going to win this game? Because, you know, there's always this balancing act between like music discovery and music artists and real talent. And then do you need a label who's taking all the money? You know, like there's just, there's a lot of politicking that goes on. Yep. But like, I do feel like, and I know our company is a little bit focused in a different direction, but I feel like music can do the coolest things to your life and change your perspective and make you feel and think differently. And it's poetic. And yeah, I think it's the best. So. Completely, completely agree. Even today at this age, if I'm working solo in my office at home, if I'm feeling, I don't know, just kind of crappy or, you know, down or whatever, you know, I'll just, boom, I just flip on the right music and I'm off yeah. to the races. <laughs> I know. I always wish, you know, like in movies when they always have background music. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like picture myself like, what would be my background music yes. for this current scene I'm in? <laughs> right, right. I'm so with you. I'm so with you. <laughs> I'm so with you. Um, who, who was the most uh, famous artist you ever met? That, or can you give me a couple? Like with somebody super huge? 
So probably Tiesto is probably the most famous or um, Dead Mouse I met. Um, gotcha. I, I was in the EDM space for a while. So <clears throat> I, I was telling someone the other day, like I was flying to New York to meet with Warner. I think it was Warner um, Music. And the night they'd asked me to come in the night before, but I had a meeting, so I couldn't make my flight. But the night before, they had gone and vetted Adele at a bar, and I was almost there. So I almost met her, which would have been amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now with all the EDM stars that I've met, my kids think I'm really cool. So, right. And that, 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 right. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the great thing, right? If you were in music retail, music any kind of thing, right? Music industry. You, yeah. that, was, that was a cool job for your kids and friends. Mine is... Uh, when we worked, uh, when I worked for Transworld Entertainment, um, we were at our annual conference. Every every conference, every year when we do our annual conference at a hotel, they would bring in artists who were trying to, you know, make it or whatever, up and coming. Yeah. And there was this unknown guy in jeans and sneakers and a regular jacket, and his name was Jay Z. Really? He yeah, and he comes, and he and of course he was nobody then, right? Mm -hmm. and, we're, and we're like, I remember vividly, we're, we're, we're having happy hour and he's up on the stage and we're all kind of like half panic, you know, like not really paying attention because, yeah. and all of a sudden we're like, oh, like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he might be somebody someday. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that was a fun, fun time in my life. I'm guessing yours too. It's, I mean, I've had the coolest career. I will say like everything I've done, I've been incredibly lucky with. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, walk yeah. us through, by the way, well, before we get into the career though, I'm going to ask you about your career before butterflies, but, um, but how about family first? Give us a little where you grew up, uh, you know, siblings, mom, dad, and then into your family life. Now give us a little personal Shay history. Okay. Um, so I grew up in Boulder. I was born at Boulder community hospital. All right. Um, I actually, we lived in Gold Hill for a little bit, which is very hippie of my parents. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I grew up in Gold Hill. I, my dad moved, my parents got divorced and my dad moved to the East Coast. Um, and so I went to high school on the East Coast. My sister stayed in Boulder and went to Boulder High. Um, and then I, um, had to get back to Boulder. I thought there was no other better place on earth, despite probably getting into better schools. So I went to undergraduate in Boulder and then um, we were also in state in Vermont. And so my sister went to Vermont, okay. uh, University of Vermont. Um, and then, um, yeah, my sister's probably my best friend and my parents are awesome. What's your, um, what's your folks do by the way? What did your parents do? So my mom was head of housing and human resources for the city of Boulder. So she worked on like the Boulder Public Library and all the services that there that's available in Boulder. And then for a while she was worked in planning, which I know for a lot of architects in Boulder, and my dad's an architect, right? ah, I see. Um, was like the juxtaposition because Boulder has a lot more planning rules, but it's why it's such a pretty town, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she was civil servant her whole life, um, and recently, uh, retired. Um, and then 
After college, I was a ski bum, which I recommend to everyone. I think that's <laughs> you can do. <laughs> uh, awesome. Did you? Yeah. Is that? Did you make a living somehow? Like, what did you like? Were you a instructor slash? How'd you? I was how'd a you... waitress. Okay. And I will say, I think that's one of my skill sets. Like, I was. Awesome. 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 All right. Where'd you live? Steamboat. Okay. Oh, great. Waitress, waitress, you know, young, in shape, skiing every day, just loving life. Yeah. So um, in high school, I ski raced. And then I was burnt out. And so in college, I snowboarded. And then when I moved to Steamboat, I became a tellier. And now I'm hooked. Wow. Okay. Atelier. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, you met your husband because I saw the beautiful picture of your family. Yes. My husband actually went to college at UVM with my sister. Okay. Um, did he, did then, he date, did he date your sister first? No, that would be sick. <laughs> that would be gross. All right. All right. Just, <laughs> just wanted to check. Just wanted to check. Go ahead. <laughs> no, they were good friends. They were, um, they lived close to each other. And then when, I went out to her graduation. She's a year younger than me. So I went out to her graduation. I was living in Seaboat at the time and I was moving down to Denver and he was moving to Denver and he was like, Oh, I'm moving to Denver too. And I was like, Oh, great. You know, look me up when you get there, whatever. Um, And so history. There there it is. There it is. And then, and then how how many children? So we have three boys, which is great. Mm. Boys are like puppies. You know, like everywhere they go, they tackle. And as a as a girl, I've never had the, I've never had the urge to tackle someone, and they can't help it. Like everywhere we go, and they're like so rolling funny. around instead of hugging, they tackle. <laughs> Pretty good. How how old are they? Um. So I have twins that are eight and a ten year old. Great. Oh man, perfect age. Perfect. It is such a good age. I agree. Such, it's such, yeah. I mean, you're right there in the magic. I call that the, those are the magic years right there. Before it is people, so wonderful. Before yes. I'm the hated enemy, you know? Before you're the hated enemy. Yeah. You're at that phase right now where they still hug, they still give kisses. They still, they, they, they do all, yeah, they do all that. Yeah. 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 It's the, I always tell everybody, I'm like, listen, between like six and, and 11, 10, 11, like right in there, it's super special times. It so. is wonderful. How old are your kids? They're all grown. <laughs> so mine already hit the part where I was the hated enemy and they've already kind of come back around off of that too. Oh, now I actually call dad for advice. Like that's how old I am. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Girls, boys? I had, I had one girl and three boys. Uh, and so wow. we had four. And, uh, but they do come, yeah, after the puberty and teenage years where all of a sudden you don't know anything as a parent, they do come back around. Eventually they, <laughs> they come back around. It's weird. <laughs> yeah no honestly like the more i mean the older they get the more i appreciate my parents i'm like sorry i did that. yeah you know? yeah yes <laughs> yes yes could not agree more so yeah. tell us tell us about your early career then after school so i left steamboat to to go to graduate school at du um and in business organization um and then at the time i was working in um, advertising and uh, eventually ended up at TVWA Shiat, which is one of the largest advertising agencies around. And that we joke that the only massive companies that don't advertise are advertising agencies. So no one ever knows the names. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but we had things like Apple and Budweiser and Verizon, like huge, probably cool. most famous for Apple, right? Cool. Um, and I was in um, brand strategy and go-to-market strategies. Um, that was where my focus was. From there, after that, and then Shiat wonderfully paid for my graduate school. Nice. Um, and then from there, I went to, I try, actually tried to get a job for a while in the nonprofit world, okay. but couldn't get one, um, which I was so bummed about. I'm like, I can help you, you know, but I didn't have an experience. <laughs> um, and then I went to um, my first startup, which was a database marketing company. So this is early on when we didn't, you know, people weren't doing database marketing. Okay. The biggest thing that people were using is like the newspaper circulars, if you remember those, and yeah. flyers and direct mail and that kind of stuff. So we would actually go in and because we had, we also tied it to a consumer front end loyalty program, um, we had incredible data that could save like 40, because, you know, we worked with mid to larger companies, mid sized to larger companies. Um, and we could go and say, we like, we know where your customers are shopping. We know who your competitors yeah. are, right? From yeah. your exact customers, where you're losing the dollars from, um, where their, where their travel zones are. I mean, like we could give them so much data and we weren't giving them the exact person. Um, but we were giving them the data they needed, who, what their demographics were, psychographics were. Um, and to me, this is the, cause I'm a data person. Like this is the most thrilling thing I could do for these companies. Like I'm doing this, you can't believe it. We're going to save you money. And you'll finally, you know, every dollar you spend in media is going to make matter versus spraying and praying, you know? Okay. Um, and we were about in sort of, it's a different version, but same concept of what Facebook was, right? But Facebook, um, we were about, Facebook had just launched um, and we were about two years away from when they were really big and people started understanding the importance of this kind of marketing. Okay. Um, and we lost our funding, which happens, right? Well, all these are, all, all these are good startup <laughs> experiences that pro probably benefits you now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. So I've been through it all. You know, I worked then the next, I worked for a company that did the, one of the first ringtones and ringbacks. Remember the old ringtone ringback yeah. on your phone. Um, and so that's my first foyer into the music industry. And for a while, for about four years, we were the largest revenue producers for the top major music labels in the world, right? Are you, so, are you, wow, what, what was yeah. it? Is that, was that Beatport? No, that's, um, it was Nine Squared or Nine, Z. Nine later, Squared. Okay. Z, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we had the most amount of cell phone decks throughout the world. Um, this was, I mean, it was like one of those stories, like my, the founder figured out how to do it onto the phone. He figured out how to create it, the first app. This is app, an app before, Apple made the word app famous. Um, and so we had a D2C product and then we had a SaaS product for all telecoms. And so we were, I mean, just blowing up. And like cool. to the point where that like, the at first the music was pirated, you know, just between you and I, but, and the rest of the <laughs> listeners. Um, but we would, they would send like the invoice to the, um, labels and say like listen we would pay you this much money if you just call us back right and so eventually they called us back 
<laughs> How about that? Wow. Um, and so that was fun. I mean, like walking into Universal Music, like, oh my God, I can't believe we're here, you know, and like even Warner and EMI and all the big guys. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and it was a lot of fun just to be on a working for a startup that just was growing like that. Um, and then eventually they got bought and then, you know, sort of technology changed. So it went from the flip phone or the feature phone to the smartphone and the usage was changing. Um, and our, the company that acquired us was Spanish um, and they wanted to take the company in a different direction besides the music. Okay. So they sort of sunsetted the cash cow of the company and it and now is barely hanging on, fortunately. Um, we had all the makings of an awesome, you know, it, it, we sold, we went public on the London Stock Exchange, like all the makings of a fun mm. startup, right? More great experience for you though. I mean, yeah. all, this is, all this is building, yep, go ahead. <laughs> Um, and then Bport was so interesting. I mean, it was, I, you know, we joke, it was the second largest digital download in the world. The first was iTunes. Uh, <laughs> you know? I, really? And, and then no one else, right? So, <laughs> um, they started um, Beatport, I think, 69 days before Apple launched iTunes. Mm. Um, and we thought this is like going to be the future of the, you know, the future of, the world and like everyone was going to start downloading music, which is right. It's just Apple came in, right? Big guy. Mm. Mm. Um, and then about four years ago, I started um, Butterflies. And I, I mean, I, so, you know, I started it with an uh, old uh, colleague and friend. Um, and I wrote the business plan for it. And then, you know, my two options, I remember I, took my husband out to dinner like he was my board <laughs> and <laughs> I presented the business plan to him. And I said, the other, you know, the other thing I want to do is go back and be, get my PhD in economics and become an economics professor. Um, and he was like, all right, well, we're pay, you know, still paying a lot for your last master's degree. Why don't you do the startup? Right. <laughs> so turns out that that's way more expensive. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it's been so fun. I mean, we've worked the first three years, we really focused on product market fit. You know, is this a true pain point in the industry, you know, literally and figuratively? Mm -hmm. um, and is, is, it, is it a big enough pain point that will sell? Which is hard to tell until you actually have product in the market. But we tried to do, we read, um, we went through Bill Ayat's disciplined entrepreneurship okay um and tried to follow everything he's mostly digital focused but we tried to do everything we did this you know everything quantitative and qualitatively we could think of without having the end product in hand right okay um our material design is is a new and new and unique um invention that our team has come up with um, and so we just, and so it took us a long time to figure that out. We had some, I guess, failures, but to us, they were more of a learning experience yep. mm -hmm. um, and things to know that not to go down things, you know, because when you're inventing something that doesn't exist in the world, um, it's hard, right? You don't have a playbook. 
That's right. So, um, and we're working with some incredible engineers, but I think, you know, a little bit that's, it's hard to keep motivating people down a road where you don't know what the end result is. Come on, guys. Let's go this way. Uh, where, yeah. are we, where are we going? I'm not sure, but come on. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, sorry. Hang on one second. Okay, honey, you got to go and I'll come get you in a second. <laughs> with the quote covid world we're all at home still you we're know? <laughs> all, yeah i totally understand yeah absolutely um so and then we've been going through the patenting process and all that that stuff and then the legal entity and then about a year ago we decided we needed to raise capital um and so, so up, up to up to that point did you, was it bootstrapped just you and your husband and wrapped up into that point um okay and my husband isn't involved in it, but obviously we're married, so he's incredibly involved. And I, you know, that's the one thing, like I, I couldn't have done it without him. I think that I've read a number of times that without a good partner in your life or yeah. you know, spouse, yeah, it's so you can't critical. make it. You like, it's yeah. critical. So uh, Abs absolutely. all the entrepreneurs out there, make sure you got that settled first. <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice, that's a nice pause right there just for the listeners. Yeah. If you're, you know, your spouse, your partner, you know, it, they have to be all in with you or it will not work. It, it, it just will won't. Work. Yeah, they, they yeah. got to be all in with you. So if, yeah, that's the first step is make sure that they're riding along. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so how many, so it's the, the business is how old? Four years? Four years. And, and you bootstrapped it for with the first two and then you- for the first three. Okay. And did your husband, did your husband ever like look over at you and go, hey, um, can you go back to work now and drop this whole thing? <laughs> you know, honestly, he's never done that. Like there's okay. been times and I will say this is a mental trick that has been helpful for me, but there's been times where I've been like, okay, I'm quitting on a Friday. You know, okay. I quit. I can't do it again. Yeah. I need no responsibility. And then um, even he was like, no, you can't quit. And then I'm like, no, I'm quitting. I need to be able to quit today. Right. And then on Sunday, he's like, so are you still quitting? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. um, but that that break you need but to have him say don't quit is huge yeah, because it's big. It's big. it is a strain on your family and it's I mean I even had a little guy one of my little guys say to me the other day he's like mom how come I never see you anymore and so yeah. and like there's a sense of okay I understand why a lot of people in their 20s are starting a startup because it's a 24-hour job right um and I can't do that anymore. I mean, the advantage is I have 20 years of business experience. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm more efficient in the decisions and the process mm -hmm. and the um, running a business than I think someone who's never done it before, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't have to work quite as much on that stuff, but there's still, you never feel like you're caught up. Um, and no. so having, yeah, I mean, just- By, um, by, the, by the way, just having three boys at home you just yeah. never feel caught up forget about everything else right. just yeah. that just that yep. and their personalities change every other week and you're like wait what i thought i had it under control and now you're totally different <laughs> um okay so let's do this real quick um give the elevator pitch for butterflies as it stands today and, and, you know, for the listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, real quick, just give them the butterfly overview. Go for okay. it. Um, so, uh, I mean, we 
so we set out because the top complaint in the earbud industry is fit. They either hurt after a while wearing them, they fall out, or they don't fit at all. Yes. The reason is the human ear moves when we are talking and chewing and exercising. Um, and so your, your ear is constantly moving and all earbuds in the market, all of them were essentially invented 13, 14 years ago, the design, outside, yep. outer design. Um, and the, it's called a plastic clamshell design. And so it's this plastic material. Some of them come with a little ear tip, that little rubber ear tip or foam ear tip that comes on the end of them. Mm -hmm. But even with that ear tip, still the top complaint in the industry is um, ear fatigue and soreness, right? No doubt, so, yep. And falling yep. out. Yep. Um, and so we said, uh, and you know, as the ear moves, we set out to create a continually pl pliable earbud that flexes and molds with your ear every time it moves, right? So it's constantly moving with your ear. Um, it's extremely lightweight. Uh, and it creates a near perfect seal. So that seal is essentially what you're doing with those cans on your head, you know, the big earphones, mm -hmm. headphones. You're trying to create a near perfect sealed environment where not external air is coming in or external sound is coming in. What mm -hmm. ours do is help to create that. I so, but we've also chosen to put a really high end speaker system in it. So our, our speaker system comes from the hearing aid industry. Um, and it's much like it mimics those of the Shure and the West Tone, like the $2,000 ultimate ear, you know, $2,000 sound um, that those guys have. Um, and we've done that because we believe, like headphones, have, I mean, that, that's a problem, like, and it's risky, right? Because most people who listen to earphones and earbuds have grown up in a world where the sound is not awesome. And right. so they don't know the difference. And so we've had people who said to us like, ah, I can hear it when I'm listening to music, you can hear the fingers on the guitar string scooting along and that sounds funny, right? So, but that's how it's supposed to sound. That's how it was produced in the music. You know, that, that's how the music was produced. That's how it's supposed to sound. But so it's a little bit risky for us to do this because we're bringing this high-end technology uh, in regard to sound to the mass market price mm. range in the $250, $300 range, right? Okay. Um, but we are trying to create the experience because we believe that the experience you get from headphones and headphones are such a big part of today's lifestyle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And people are wearing them all the time. Even cans hurt because you have this cartilage around your ears and you can't wear them for very long. You know, we see a future where the world does not have, the world does not need to carry around a cell phone. You can do everything from your, earbud i believe it um, and that starts with being able to wear it for long periods of time comfortably we've also made it so that it fits in it's this is called the ear concha but sort of this little ear pocket that it doesn't protrude outside of that so if you're wearing a helmet you fall asleep on them they're still incredibly comfortable um and eventually we'll have hearing aid assistance hearing assistance so like environmental you're sitting at the table and you want to hear just the voices close to you um or you're riding your bike and you need to hear every sound around you um you'll be able to turn on those environmental um hearing assistance capabilities very cool um, but we also but because we can be worn for such long periods of time comfortably and we're we are really going after people who really are pet hardcore earbud users we are making the microphone system really um, advanced, so more advanced than anything in this price point range. But 
but we're also focused on the spoken word. So people who listen to podcasts for long periods of time, people who listen to audiobooks, um, streaming video, and then doing Zoom calls and phone calls all day long. Yep. This is yep. our target audience because these are people who need us the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we hope to redefine the future of, the, of how earphones and earbuds are designed um, and possibly OEM or whatever, however we go about that. But we really are, because um, that group needs this so, you know, is so yes. is looking forward to this. Um, that's really our target audience. And we, oh, I mean, so we've built our culture around this sort of growth mindset of everyone. We are all heavy podcast listeners. We're all heavy audiobook listeners. We live and breathe the um, lifelong learning lifestyle, right? Okay. And the curiosity of it. So um, it's been a sort of a cool how we've evolved around our target audience and their passions and our passions and so yeah everything you just described combined with what i saw on the website i i my immediate reaction was uh, how do i order these like right now <laughs> i've been yeah. i i in my second reaction well i guess i had a couple of reactions my first reaction was i need the i need this right now um my second reaction was nobody else is doing this like yeah i mean, yeah, I mean like this is a no-brainer like I've even had, I've even visually, I'm not making this up. I've even visually thought after trying numerous headphones and earbuds, I don't even know how many I've been through all the time. I'm like, can't they just make something that kind of like forms inside and seals off? Like I actually had that thought before we even did our homework on you. And I'm like, like, why isn't, why isn't this already in the market? I guess is my main question. I can't believe nobody's doing this. And then, Yeah. yeah. I mean, so two things. I do think as an entrepreneur company, that's the best compliment you could get, right? Because then I'm not having to educate that people on everything. Um, And so having someone say that, like, and I honestly, like, I came up with Uber too. (laughs) I just didn't. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, I do think that that's one of the best compliments you can get. get, Because it shows me it's going to be easier to get into the market. Oh, if, uh-huh. if, you're, if, you're, if you're telling me I could order an earbud that formed to my ear and like sealed off in some way and then didn't fall out, no matter what I was doing, never got sore and had premium sound and oh, by the way, only cost like $250, I, I, I'm ready to order it right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, it took us a while. I mean, it's been four years we've been developing the material design. So it's not like it was like, you know, in a lot of trial and error. Um, so that wasn't super easy, but I, you know, like, who um, going down the patent process around it too, like that took us a long time that we wanted to make sure we had that brand or protection before we went out in the market. Um, who wouldn't, like, who, who wouldn't, who wouldn't wouldn't order that? I guess I'm like, I mean, there's no reason I, I can't think of why you wouldn't order some. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I think people, there's a status symbol to owning a Beats or owning an Apple hmm. that we won't have out the out of the gate. Um, we, in our space, in the long form content, so audiobooks, podcasts, streaming video, and video calling, we have an incredible strategic partner 
that will right. help bring credibility to the brand. And we're just so honored that they chose us, you know? Um, and so we will launch our first product. That's why we're not on the market is because we are launching with them. They have an exclusive on the first release. Is this a, is this a manufacturer? Is this a music? This is uh, a brand in our target audience space. A brand, okay. And when you say strategic partner, meaning they, a major investor, the largest investor. So they are an investor in us. Their CEO is. The brand is launching us as a, you know, so they are not a competitor. Okay. Their parent company could be. But um, they are more in the space that, that we complement, okay. right? Okay. Um, okay. So, sure. I mean, I, I met the CEO randomly. I was a little bit stalked in, but, um, and I was like, oh, I built my product to make your product better. <laughs> Great line. Like, Okay, let's talk. <laughs> you know? Very nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and uh, have, you, have you been, um, all the people that helped you build this so far, they were all volunteering, I'm guessing, because you, you, you didn't have payroll to pay all these people. So anybody I see involved on the website, are these all people like, hey, man, I'm just doing this for equity or because Shay's cool and she's my friend? Or how, how did you do that? <laughs> Honestly, I feel incredibly honored by that. Like most people have found us and most people have turned out to be like absolute gems in the rough, right? Mm. They work hard. They're incredibly smart. They're really good at what they do. Um, and no one's getting paid. So mm. I am just honored every day to have this incredible group of people around me. And there is no way I could do it without them, right? Wow. So yeah, I feel like choked up how cool it is. So that's very, that's very nice. When are you, so when are you looking to launch? So uh, we got pushed back. We were supposed to launch in July. We got pushed back um, mostly because of COVID stuff. Um, and our strategic partner is launching a product right now that's shifting our whole business model. So they wanted to wait till that was done. Um, and so we're looking at an October launch right now for the first product. The, the second part, the, the first series of products are the Curiosity headphones or earbuds um, and Curiosity, obviously, because we're going after people who have curious minds. Um, and so the second product offering, which is the True Wireless, we have a really cool um, cable system. So um, the Earbuds are female and the cables are male. And so you can either get a wireless tether, so it just connects the two earbuds behind your head, or you can wire into your phone, which has a much bold, you know, bolder sound to it. It also, what both our cable systems will do is extend our usage. So right now, let's say Apple AirPods, you put them in the case and they charge, they, they work for four hours and they can charge them for three hours or whatever without having to plug in. Ours will have a cable system that you can actually continue usage by plugging them in wirelessly. Okay. Um, so we'll have about 14 hours of usage for that because we're going after this long form play. Um, but the first one will just be the wireless tether that we're launching with a strategic partner. Um, and then the true wireless, which will have all the cable systems, will come out in Q1. So, and how can you order it? Or how will you be able to order it? You can do the pre-order for the True Wireless now. Um, and then again, the first release, the October release is not available until we launch with our partner. 
but when you launch, is it going to be through, are you going to go through Amazon? Or are you going to just launch on your own website? What are you planning? We'll be both. We'll be on Amazon's platform and ours, but only e-commerce. Um, eventually okay. we do have connections with the airports, retail and stuff. So, but that's a marketing play hundred percent. They take 70 points. <laughs> so um, we may be in there just cause that's like a captive audience for marketing, oh. you know, but. Okay. Okay. And why the name, by the way, butterflies, B-U-D-E-R-F-L-Y-S, butterflies. Why butterflies? So the B-U-D is mostly around the earbuds, right? Playing out the bud side of things. But we did it because of the base, the brand around the butterfly effect. So the concept where one single flap of the wings can affect the weather on the other side of the world. The same thing with a growth mindset. You know, the more you learn, the more it can affect the world. Um, And so that's... I I like it. Was that you, by the way? Did you come up with that? I like it. Yeah. I mean, me and I mean, we have an amazing creative director who's just the smartest thing on earth. And he really leads that brand side of things. Uh, Let me ask you this. Um, You're, it's almost like you're quietly getting close to launch. Uh, I mean, you're not, I don't see a lot of videos. I don't see a a ton of uh, social activity. It's, it's like you're, it almost felt like you're purposely kind of like, yeah, we're over here, but we're not going to be too loud until we, is that by design? Am I reading that right? Cause it, cause I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are, we want to keep it like a whisper campaign. I mean, we have a okay. very select audience we're going after and we're sort of whispering it out there to that group. Okay. We, and this is to build, I mean, we have already had a um, tremendous amount of people who have signed up for our, our beta and early testing, um, which there's no reason they should have found us. I mean, except for little bits. I mean, the social, I have to say a little bit, I got too busy. And so I've <laughs> sort of died down on that. Um, and we, we switched the brand's look and feel. Um, and so now we're just, switching that back over we redefine the brand positioning the mission vision which i think is critical before you launch anything so that the the messaging is is equal across the board in in regard to external communications to our end users um, but also internal so that everyone on our team who has who's experts in their own field can then make decisions and be autonomous leaders as long as it's within the, the framework of the mission vision and the brand positioning, right? Okay. Um, so that was really important to us and we've been working on that for about the last year. Okay, very good. I was wondering what the philosophy was, whisper campaign. I didn't have a term for it, but I, now, now I understand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. So you've learned a lot, not only from the startups you were involved with before, but the, for the last four years, I mean, you've learned a ton, right? So yeah. for the listeners of this podcast, if you had to, I mean, we could do another hour episode on it, but if you had to leave them a couple of pieces of advice around starting their own business, if they have an idea, what, what would you tell them today? Um, I mean, starting your own business is the most, for me, it's the most thrilling, fun thing in the world, right? Um, but it, the ups and downs are extreme. It's mentally, physically, everything they say about it is the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, And so I've joked in the past, like, if you have the aptitude to be a middle manager or, 
your white work life balance is going to be way more richer. <laughs> so I'd say do that first. Um, but then if you're going to start your own business, I, you know, I just be, and this feels cliche, but you be authentic, you be who you are and you find people who are comfortable with your leadership style. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I was talking about it this morning, like I'm an introverted leader, right? So I expect people to be work really hard and be autonomous and do their own thing. And that, you know, sometimes people need more communication than that. And so I have to work on that, but I also make sure you, you are open about who you are and how, where you're going with the company and then build your company around. And again, a little bit cliche, but build your company around a mission that, that everyone you hire is passionate about. Right. So now then you don't feel like you're in it by yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, Go on. Is it is it tricky? Is it tricky getting people to do things or asking them to do things or telling them to do certain things when they're not getting paid? Is that a little tricky? That's probably one of the hardest things I've done, you know, and I just I um you think about it like, you know, like I ask them to do it if they want to do it, they can. I just ask that they tell me if they're not going to do it, right? I like that. So we know it's not on the table or it's not being anticipated. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's all I ask is that we're in this together. You guys are now part of our tribe. Like you will be part of it for as long as you want to be part of it. Um, but I do, you know, I need to know when to expect things and when to not. Otherwise, um, it's, it's not going to work, right? Yep. <laughs> so. That's really good. I, I like that. How about this real quick? I know we're edging up uh, on our time slot here. Um, how about first time CEO advice? What would you tell somebody that, okay, they had an idea, they got started, all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden they got 10 employees and they're a CEO and they have no training or experience or whatsoever at any kind of executive uh, leadership. What would you tell them? I would say get a coach right? Um, which is not easy to find, but, or a mentor, you know, that's sort of, um, been said before. I mean, make sure you're working to, towards something you're passionate about. Your passion can, can come through of it. It's got, you can get people behind that mission. Um, let that, help lead the company find smart people you know like you don't have a ton of time and you're running lean and you don't have you can't you know make sure you figure out the systems and process that help you prioritize things um because you're not going to be able to get everything done um you know and i guess there's this concept i mean throughout not really my career but like other people's career that i've talked to there's this concept where leaders have to be you know, beat their people down to motivate them and sort of the Gordon Gecko style of the world. And that doesn't work. So I guess don't be a dick, right? <laughs> like <laughs> it just read the books. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. It, it really doesn't work. By the way, yeah, being being an asshole like that and, and super hard on your people, it, it might give you this false sense of reality that it works because there's this immediate short-term result yeah, exactly. that, that you see right but but long term yeah. uh, you're just poisoning your team long term yeah and your culture and yeah 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 um last uh last question here 
If you had to define your core purpose in life right now, but let's set the let's set the three boys aside and the husband aside, and let's just assume okay. that's right. aside from that, which is obviously the main core purpose, probably setting those those guys aside. What is Shay's core purpose in life professionally? Um, I mean, you, I, this is hard. I would say enjoy the journey, right? And that sounds again cliche, but you know, there's a sense when you read about the hero stories about startups and you hear, you know, all the potential upside to startups um, that maybe you're looking forward to the exit or the IPO or whatever it is you're looking forward to. I made sure that when I got into this, because I've been through all that, right? I've made sure that what I'm doing every day is about learning and growing this business because my ego comes from growing the business. So I would, you know, that's where growing a business that our end consumers are delighted with every day and our, we have a team of people where we are supporting them and their families. I mean, that's where my passion comes from. Um, and I love business, right? So I just, Make sure you love what you're doing every day, I think is every day. I see, you know, there's such hard times and every day I get out of bed and I'm like, okay, I can change, but am I doing exactly what I want to do? And every day I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do a single thing differently. Very good. Well, that's great advice, by the way. Yeah. It, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you should want to do it for the journey and the product and the experience. If you, happen to get a big exit someday and get a big giant check that's icing on the cake and by the way just look up the stats a very small percentage of entrepreneurs you know that will happen for so don't, don't go into it just for that that's great advice really good stuff shay yeah, yeah. thank you very much i mean hey i don't meet a lot of people that uh quit their jobs and do a startup that has a spouse that doesn't make very much money and oh by the way i got three boys at home <laughs> That's pretty brave. It's intense for sure. And I couldn't do it without my, my husband for sure. Yeah, that's pretty special. Congratulations on everything you've built so far. I'm super, super happy about the strategic partner. When you launch. They're awesome. What, what, Just the coolest company ever. So when you launch and like revenue actually starts hitting the bank, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is so cool. Money is actually right. coming back this way <laughs> yeah i mean one day when someone's wearing the earbuds in the elevator and i don't know them i just oh, think that might be the most thrill on earth right that that'll be pretty cool i'm yeah. uh i'm ready by the way after you launch if you want to come well after you launch you'll probably be like super famous and you, you'll be too big for the writer flex podcast uh, but sure if you're, <laughs> if, you're, if, you're still, if you're still smaller we should come back on after you launch and we should look at them and we should talk Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, no, I'll yeah. send you a pair. As soon as we get the beta out, I'll send you a pair for awesome. sure. Awesome. Yeah, Congratula Congratulations, Shay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks for what you do. I think it's so important because honestly, the, the hiring stuff, the, um, all the stuff you do right now is the, is the biggest challenge in business. And so yep. this is huge. So I appreciate what you do. Absolutely. Thank you. The Rudderflex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. 
Our show can be heard just about anywhere these days, but you can visit riderflex.com and click on the podcast page to hear all the previous episodes and learn more about the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Contact us at the email address info at riderflex.com or 888-964-5876. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoy our show, please be sure to subscribe to our channel and like the episodes.